Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking, your source for optimized health system operations. The Patient Flow Podcast is designed to be an ongoing conversation about the strategic concerns for healthcare enterprises today. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, Susan McLaughlin speaks with Tim Chapman, an advisor with health system executives who, throughout his remarkable 30-plus year career in healthcare, has helped to enhance strategy and operations in hospitals around the world. Let's listen in as Tim and Susan discuss the changing climate of healthcare. Could you provide us with an overview of your background and share your work at the intersection of operations, effectiveness, and hospital operations? I've uh, been in the healthcare business for 30 plus years, working predominantly in the operations space. Uh, 22 of those years was with a consulting firm, McKinsey & Company, where I was a leader of McKinsey's operations practice. And during my last 10 years with the firm, I spent almost 100% of my time with hospitals, med device companies, and insurance companies. I retired from the firm and became president of Steris Corporation's healthcare group, which is uh, focused entirely on improving the operations of hospitals' perioperative loop, so their operating rooms, their sterile processing suites, et cetera. And I'm now an advisor to health system executives and their boards on issues related to strategy, operations, and organization, Uh, a very, very busy time in light of the uh, rapidly changing regulatory and competitive landscape. Tim, last year you wrote a piece for our publication, Patient Flow Quarterly, and said that there was one guarantee for hospital leadership teams, that today will be different than yesterday and tomorrow will be different than today. And that certainly continues to be true. Could you share with us why focus strategy and adaptability are as important as ever? Sure. You know, in the last 20 years, there's been more change affecting hospitals and healthcare in general than in the previous 200 years. And as important, the velocity of that change and the speed by which change is occurring is also increasing. A lot of that is due to new technologies and availability of tra- and transparency of information. You know, you have patients today who are more informed about diseases, medications, and therapies than many doctors were 20 years ago. It's also due to the long-predicted crisis in uh, U.S. demographics. We have an aging population. It's growing. We have a shrinking workforce. As a result of that, the sources of entitlement funding are decreasing, while the costs of these entitlements are increasing rapidly. So what you have is a convergence of regulatory marketplace and innovative forces, it's essentially made obsolete the traditional approach to strategy and strategic planning that, you know, when I was at McKinsey, you know, we used to perform strategy efforts for clients every five years. And today, strategy is a very, very dynamic and real-time process that requires constant and continuous monitoring and adaptation. As recently as 10 years ago, I had many health system CEO clients who could stand firm strategically in the face of ambiguity, telling their organization, let's stay the course with great conviction and courage, and and they, for the most part, were successful. That's a recipe for failure today. Success requires that health system CEOs 
first and foremost, be absolutely clear and with high, high conviction on what their institution's mission and long-term ambition is. And with that in place, their teams must define a handful of leading indicators that they can measure readily and monitor continuously. So success requires nimbleness, flexibility, and adaptability, attributes that have become increasingly important as the pace of change continues to escalate. The whole concept of tomorrow will be different than yesterday uh, is absolutely prevalent today. And, and one thing is for sure, a return to the past, a return to yesterday is, uh, is simply not going to happen. Yeah, and that is certainly a change. As you said, that five-year strategic plan used to be the standard. And it really is interesting how it has shifted to nimbleness and flexibility being the most important attribute. Along those lines, as we continue to move through 2017, and there are so many things across the healthcare spectrum that remain unknown, what does all of that mean for health system boards and executive teams? Well, I commented earlier on what it means to the executive teams, and it's really a transformation in how they think about strategic thinking, uh, flexibility, adaptability, and so on. But from a board of directors perspective, the whole concept of enterprise risk management takes on a significantly more important role. Enterprise risk management, or what consultants today are calling global risk and compliance management, it is a very, very hot and important topic in health system boardrooms today. Boards and their management teams must identify the critical risks facing the business, create the leading indicators for each, measure and watch them closely, and ensure that the management team is taking the actions to safeguard the institution against those risks. Given the increasing velocity of change affecting the industry, global risk and compliance management will understandably and justifiably dominate health system boardrooms today, and I don't see that changing uh, in the future. Tim, could you talk about the importance of process excellence and the areas where that becomes most critical in this climate? Sure. In a previous uh, patient flow quarterly, I shared that, uh, in my opinion, there are five broad process dimensions that health systems will need to master and master well. First, pricing to make money while taking risk. Second, clinical cost management to attain superior cost, quality, and safety outcomes. Third, total non-labor cost management, including a holistic assessment of what the health system should do by themselves in-house versus rely on third parties to perform for them. Fourth, patient access throughout the entire continuum. Whether the health system owns the assets in the continuum or not, it needs to be achieved through superior patient flow management. Now, one of the most important and overarching principles of the Toyota production, or what people call lean production thinking, is the systematic elimination of waste. And one of the most pressing in sources of waste in healthcare today in almost every hospital is wait time. The very best health systems are focused on improving patient flow into the hospital by ensuring they get the right staffing levels 24-7. So whether we're talking about a transfer into a hospital and that transfer waiting for a bed or access to a bed via the emergency department, whether it's scheduling appointments or time required to have a an image done or another test done within the hospital, 
the best hospitals are systematically attacking patient flow, which reduces wait time. And in my humble opinion, wait time is, without question, the bellwether indicator for how a health system is performing on the critical imperative of access to care. The final process, the fifth process, was performance management and how management teams run their enterprises on a day-to-day -day basis. And we talked about that in terms of leading indicators, continuously monitoring, and very, very rapid adaptation and flexibility to their uh, stated strategy. In sum, the highest performing health systems have invested time, money, and perhaps most importantly, talent into these five process areas. And I think that will continue to be core to the strategic and operating success of health systems. Well, and Tim, to your point about what waiting is doing, we know that there are 20 million unnecessary patient days, and that ends up that there could be three to five million additional patients being served if that if if that capacity opens up. And uh, we also know that when patients board uh, for six plus hours, that there is a 1.7 increase in mortality rate, and that they end up staying an additional 1.5 days. So again. Uh, there's certainly capacity that can be opened up when those wait times are dealt with effectively. Uh, Tim, in combination with what you've just shared about process excellence, could you talk about how sharp strategic thinking comes into play, especially during periods of uncertainty? Uh, given that the, the world continues to change and will continue to change rapidly, it is my belief that process excellence is a critical precondition to strong, flexible and adaptable strategic thinking. Health systems and quite frankly non-health systems that have strong best-in-class processes are, are, can only be described as incredibly information and knowledge rich. They know what's happening, they know why it's happening, and they have predictive capabilities. Their antenna are always out there and they don't rely on a, strate a traditional strategic planning process that has a static once every four or five year environmental assessment to guide their decision making. Rather, decision making is made far more rapidly because process excellence yields for those managers superior knowledge and predictive capabilities inside and outside the hospital, whether we're talking at the front line all the way to the executive suite. So successful health systems embrace the reality that this new world requires absolute clarity and conviction on their mission and their ambition. That ambition is the beacon to which the CEOs of these health systems are guiding the enterprise. But they also realize that as they target that ambition, it's not a straight line. They must be highly nimble in guiding their organization. They know they're gonna to have to course correct and adapt along the way, particularly when new information guides them to make those changes quickly. So. Process excellence to me is the fuel that powers that flexibility and adaptability and that fuel that leads to long-term strategic success in health systems. Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast powered by Teletracking. In the coming weeks, we look forward to bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow and industry best practices to help ensure patients across the healthcare continuum get the right care in the right place at the right time.